of how this works. The Pirates do something good, and a whole bunch of people, the usual people, freak out over it. They don't just, like, have a guarded reaction or try to tamp down the enthusiasm. They get actually angry about it. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. But this show is Daily Shot of Pirates. And I'm going to jump on a little bit of a soapbox here this morning. Because this show is about the Pirates. The 135-year-old Pittsburgh Baseball Club, one of the oldest civic institutions in the city. There are people who still care about it. There are a lot of people who are rightfully disappointed, skeptical, but for the most part, not all that invested. And because they're not all that invested, they naturally, and I'll repeat, understandably, don't know as much. Stands to reason, doesn't it? If you're not following something closely, you don't know as much about it. I don't follow Ugandan agricultural philosophy very closely. So if someone parachuted me into Kampala and said, go plant some corn, I'd be in big trouble. Why? I don't follow it very closely. There are a lot of people who do follow the pirates closely. There are a lot of people who care about the franchise getting better, including some of those people who currently aren't following very closely. That's the dynamic that's in place. You're not going to hear me talk about media very often. I haven't exactly made it a habit in 30 years of doing stuff in this business. But I will today. Because what you've seen this week in Pittsburgh, in the media, is the lowest level pandering possible. You see reactions, ignorant reactions. And I'm using the term not even in an insulting way. I'm using it in a factual way. Ignorant as in they don't understand how the draft works. The general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates was asked to his face last week at PNC Park about whether he'd consider trading down in a draft that doesn't allow it. That's what you have when it comes to Pittsburgh and a lot of the people who are either covering baseball or pretending to cover baseball or commenting on baseball only because a situation is thrust in their face. And their response, reflexively, is something that isn't remotely based in any type of truth. So what happens? Pirates have a really good day. How can you argue that? How can you argue that? How can you argue that Charrington, coming up with four of the top 32 prospects on Baseball America's list 
is anything other than a stunning success. How can you argue that? Well, their answer is, well, they're just prospects and they don't mean anything. And these are the same people that went gaga when the Steelers drafted Najee Harris. Why? Because they heard of him. They know how the football draft works. He played for Alabama, scored a bunch of touchdowns, seen the highlights, knew the name, talked about the draft for months. And that's awesome for the Steelers. There's hope. Yay! The Pirates do it. And the reflex is to say, well, prospects don't mean anything. Really? Really? In what sport do prospects not mean anything? Show me that sport. Is every prospect going to hit? Of course not, especially in baseball. But that actually further underscores the value of getting four guys in the top 32, not just one. You've laid your own trap to say something that dumb and that ignorant. You've laid your own trap. You walked right into it. Your foot is still stuck in it. Charrington's policy has been from the beginning, his plan, his approach, to have quality and then quantity for that very reason. The Pirates could sign all four of these guys and they would still be beyond lucky, beyond through the stratosphere of luck to have two of them make it to the major leagues. Now, I know that'll disappoint most people, but that's, again, people who don't pay attention to how these ratios work in the draft. But that's why you do this. That's why you work with Henry Davis and his parents and his advisor to get the bonus down. Not because nutting's cheap. And again, you're just looking for the pandering. You're looking for the lowest common denominator who doesn't pay any attention to this stuff to say, yeah, you're cheap. Yes, nutting's cheap. Everybody knows that. This, there's no ground being broken with that. He was born cheap. He'll be that way his entire life. That also has absolutely nothing to do with this discussion. This discussion was about the draft. The Pirates are allotted $14.4 million. They'll end up spending $14.4 million. Any issues that anybody has brought up in local media related to money are, here comes that word again, ignorant. And they're trying to prey on others' ignorance by saying things that they know are going to get that blind, dumb guffaw out of somebody. I'll be really, really, really blunt about this. If you're doing this sort of thing, regardless of how you feel about the Pirates, regardless of how you feel about baseball, regardless which one happens to be your personal favorite sport or whatever, you're doing something wrong. That's not how this business is supposed to work. This business is supposed to be about telling things like they are, including when it's legit criticism 
legit praise, legit criticism. It isn't that hard. If you don't know about something and you don't care to learn about it, do everyone a favor and don't comment on it. Worse, worse, don't go pandering to other people who don't understand it and amplify something that's completely incorrect. Stuff drives me nuts. Just drives me nuts. I, I should probably change the subject here before I take this too far. When we come back, just one question. question that comes today from Michael who asks I know the Bucks are rebuilding through the draft and trade but why not keep Frazier He's a 300 hitter and above average fielder youth are coming up now through the next two seasons why not keep Frazier and his reasonable salary throw fans a bone this segment of the show is always brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern directly across Federal Street from PNC Park open and eager for your business on non-game days and when the Pirates are out of town. It's heaven for a baseball fan, uh, and not just because of the stake on a stone. It's got Pirates memorabilia, wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling. Come check out North Shore Tavern across Federal Street from PNC Park. Michael, your points are valid in the present context as well as the context of a fan who's been suffering for a very long time. I get it. I I really do. I'm a lifer here, okay? I haven't seen the Pirates win since 1979 either. I've seen the Pirates make the playoffs three times in the last 30 years. So... I, I'm not someone new around here. I totally understand and appreciate this. I also understand that your payoff for your scenario there isn't the same as what you can and should get for Adam Frazier in a trade. Adam Frazier is leading the planet in hits more than anyone in Major League Baseball. 135. The guy is out of his mind. And trades are good. Trades are best when you're moving a player at peak value. Not whenever he's not doing well and everyone says, trade the bum. It's the exact opposite. It hurts more, but the return is better. Adam Frazier's going to be 30 years old next year. I don't know that Frazier would still be this player or still be part of uh, any kind of big-time contention once the Pirates do build toward that in two or three years. I don't know that Frazier won't go back to being, and I say this with immense respect, the player he was before this season. He's not ever done this before, meaning this type of consistency. He's done it in spurts, so you knew it was there, but he's never put it all together like this. This is crazy what he's done through three months here. 
and I applaud that. And yeah, I, I'll, I'll hate seeing him go too. But what you're describing here, I'm going to read this part of your question again, where you say youth are coming up now through the next two seasons. Why not keep Frazier and his reasonable salary throw fans a bone? Okay, youth are coming up now through the next two seasons. You want that youth on your side. You want that youth in your organization. You want and need more of it, especially when it comes to arms. Pirates need more pitching. They need lots of it. To go back to what I was talking about in the opening segment, you know, somewhere in the middle of that rant, you got to have quality, but you also have to have quantity. How many really good starting pitching prospects in a system do you think it takes to develop a really good major league rotation? I don't have the exact number on that, but I'm going to guess it takes about 15 to 16 to come up with five. And I might really be underselling that. So you still need more. What you're looking at here, you say keep Frazier and his reasonable salary. Frazier would, isn't being traded because he makes money. The Pirates haven't lowered payroll because, oh no, they can't spend anymore. They've lowered payroll, if you believe the new front office, because they'd rather spend that money once they do have a team that's ready to contend and once they do have clear holes that they need to fill from the outside. That said, I'm going to repeat something else I've been talking about for a while now. You don't give Adam Frazier away. You don't say, oh, well, this is the best we could do. If you don't get a top 100 prospect and an arm, even if it's outside the top 100, but an arm that you believe in, then you don't move Frazier. I don't move Frazier if I'm Charrington. You don't just say, oh, well, here were the offers we had. This was the best one. Uh-uh. It's got to be something significant or else you hang on to the guy. I appreciate the question, Michael. It, it, it's a good one. and It's a fair one. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.